Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hey, everyone. It's Brendan Payne again, host of Level Up Podcast. And uh, today I have a great guest with us, Rachel Adams-Lee, um, Kelly Williams agent, mega agent out of the West Coast. And um, she's going she's gonna to drop some really, really good information on us on how she's come in a very short period of time uh, from single agent, just hustling. You're going to find out just hustling to what she's done right now. So Rachel, um, thank you for being on. Looking forward to uh, to hearing everything that you got for the for the uh, audience. Yeah, I'm excited. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And greetings to everybody from California. Yes, and so you're in Sacramento County, but you're you're next door. You can you give us the other county that you uh, serviced? Yeah, so I am Sacramento and Placer County, basically. So my I live in El Dorado Hills, California. Uh, my office is in Roseville. So we're kind of the area we serve is like the Tri-County area. So it's Sacramento, Placer, um, and Yolo County. Okay, awesome. So bring us up to speed. For those of you who are the, the folks that are listening that don't know who you are, can you kind of yeah. bring us up from, um, you know, you started uh, in 2012 to where you're, where you're at today and, and what you're doing? Yeah. So uh, I got into real estate in February of 2012. Um, I was actually working a full-time job at the time at a real estate office unlicensed. Um, at that point in my life, I was in a pretty unhealthy marriage. Um, people say like, oh, I'm paycheck to paycheck. I'm like, oh, I'm paycheck behind a paycheck. I'm borrowing money from everybody I know. Um, and I, you know, I, I was seeing all these paychecks coming through with the real estate office and the commission checks were so much more than I was making. And I also felt kind of stuck because I was salary based and it was safe. Um, and so, you know, every day I wanted this bigger and better life. I just didn't know how to get it. Um, and I heard about this class called bold that Keller Williams puts on. And, uh, they said it was kind of like a Tony Robbins, like rah, rah kind of course. And I was like, I don't know about that. Um, but I decided to go. So I called in sick to work and went to the first step of bold. And I heard this quote that kind of like rocked my world. It was uh, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change, right? Change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. So I was always in this kind of scarcity mindset that I can't quit my job. It's safe. I know exactly how much money's coming in. And then it was like, well, what if I did quit my job? What if there was no cap on how much money I make and I create my own destiny? Uh, so I had actually gotten licensed, uh, before that time. And, um, decided that I was going to just jump out on a limb. Um, and so I started in real estate, uh, February 2nd of 2012. Um, as I said, I was very financially strapped. Um, so I decided that I was going to earn, like, I basically, I had my business card and I was like, okay, I got my card. Why is no one selling their house with me? Like I thought this would be easier. And my grandma was a broker. My dad was a broker. And my dad was like, you know, if you go into real estate, you'd be amazing, but you need to have six months of savings. And I was like, all right, daddy, you got it. And then I didn't listen clearly. Um, so I did the only thing that I could do, which I knew that my two feet could get me there. I started door knocking. Um, so the first year in real estate for me looked like I door knocked 200 doors a week and I did three open houses a week. Wow. It was intense. So 200 doors knocking, three open houses a week. I did that for about eight months. Um, it took me four months to get my first transaction. And so, I mean, you know, you really have to be committed to the cause, not bringing in any money, not having any deals, four months just like grinding. Uh, but I was able to sell 39 houses the first year. 
um, and then 109 the second year, and then 123, and that's when it hit Wall Street Journal's um, top 1,000 agents in the country, and thankfully still have that designation today. Um, I've had all kinds of learning lessons with building a team, which we can chat about, but I uh, currently, it's now been seven years that I've been in real estate. I, um, I have, uh, there's 15 people on the team. Uh, majority of those are full-time agents. I think we've got four uh, full-time admin staff as well, director of video, director of marketing. I mean, we're really intentional about how we build the business. I love marketing. It's one of my major passions. So anybody who follows me on social media will see that's like my jam. Mm -hmm. um, and largely, to be honest, like, I mean, we went from 23 referrals through social media to um, year before last was 64. And then last year was 117. Wow. So I'm really passionate about building a business authentically through social media, being who you are on site, you know, who you really are. Um, and yeah, now I, my husband and I have um, four companies now. I, um, I really realized early on in my real estate career that um, it's not about who I was now, but it's about who I wanted to become. Mm -hmm. And so I got, I had to be really intentional about the language that I used, who I surrounded myself with, um, my belief system. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it's been a pretty wild ride. I ended up, um, writing a book about my journey in real estate and finding my purpose. Um, my husband and I partnered with an anti-aging shampoo company. So got a little side hustle going on. Um, I coach all over the country for real estate. So it's, it is a it is a blessed life and it is bananas. Oh, and I'm pregnant. We just found we're <laughs> to just throw that in there. Just because you were bored, there's yeah, nothing like nothing else going on. Might as yeah. well become a mom. Yeah, I'm 21 weeks pregnant right now, which is so oh, exciting. Awesome. Congratulations. We'll have to get an update on that here in the, yeah. another few months. So let me let me back up because you had a lot of stuff and give us yeah. a really good outline of of kind of your journey. So backing up to what you a couple things I want to point out to people you started didn't have a whole uh, bank account full of cash to go in and just all of a sudden create the fact that you were successful you didn't have a bunch of marketing dollars so you had to actually go out and put in the time the only thing you had to invest at that point was your time yeah so what was four months before your first check which I don't think is uncommon for a lot of people yeah um, in that case, what did, what were you holding on to in those four months that kept you on task with the process before just going, you know what, this doesn't work. This is crazy. And now I got to figure out what, what am I going to do next? You know, it's a great question. And I think really it came down to finding the right people to look up to who are leading their life at a high level in the way I wanted to lead my life. Mm -hmm. So because I'm a female, I was looking for, you know, rock star entrepreneurs that were females that were, you know, had, they were married with kids and they had a really big real estate business. And so those were the people I went to and I said, what are you doing? How long did it take? What did rejection look like? And the thing about it is you see all of these, these professionals or these people on social media and they're killing it, right? They're crushing it. And they're like hashtag hustle and all the stuff. And you start to feel for most people, you say, gosh, there's no way that I could ever do that. Like I can never be that person. And I chose instead of being at the office and listening to people say, gosh, there's no listing inventory. The market sucks. Cause it was 2012. There's like short sales are really prominent. Right. I only surrounded myself with people who were like, the listings are out there and it's up to us to find them. Mm -hmm. And my, my mentors were people who were doing what I wanted to do. They were the person who I wanted to become. And I got really crystal clear about that. And so, um, 
one of the things that I really embraced in the very beginning was positive affirmations. Like it sounds super cheesy, but again, it's not about who I am now. It's who I'm going to become. And you know, at the time I'm like 32 pounds overweight and I'm just, you know, just running from one place to the next. And you'd think the door knocking would have gotten me a little leaner, but I was like, Oh man, I just door knocked back and need a burger. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so every morning I would wake up and I would say, I'm a top producer in this marketplace. I am a top producer in this marketplace. Not like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to be a great agent. Like I am because yeah. the language really mattered, you know? And then um, I would say, I am, um, I, am uh, I am tight and toned and I drink a gallon of water a day. Like tight and toned, I drink a gallon of water a day. I was probably drinking like a gallon of wine, to be honest, right. and coffee. But it, again, it's who you're going to become. And so I just got so intentional about what I wanted and set goals. And I just knew, you know, like, because it, I will tell you, like, it is challenging when you're door knocking and you're constantly offering value and then you get rejected, rejected, rejected. It would be so easy to quit. Mm -hmm. And yet my mentor said, you need to give it six months, Rachel, give it six months. And so all I had in my mind was I'm all, I got two months left, two months left and we'll see if this thing goes kicking in. Something's yeah. happening. Yep. Cause it's just, you believed it. And I think that that's yeah. a good, that's a really good lesson. If you're, if you're kind of at that point in, I, I believe it's whether you're going from new agent, zero deals to trying to get to your first 10 or 15 or 38, yeah. or you're doing 50 and saying, man, I've got to break through this next level. Mm-hmm. What you just brought up is you have to believe it before you actually see the results Absolutely. because there's not anything worth having that you're going to see the results before yeah. you actually believe in it. Like yeah. if you, if that's the case, if that's how your life is going right now, you're probably maybe not reaching as far as you could go. So when right. you just are four months in and going, nope, I believe this is going to happen yeah. and you haven't seen the results yet. That's the, that's the key. You were, you were being well, um, before. Absolutely. And you know, the thing that happened for me that there's little things that happen that make you keep going and you have to be aware of the little wins. Mm-hmm. So I was the first deal that I got. So every, I believe that you have, so one of the things when I first got in, I was like, I heard new real estate agents are slimy, use car salesmen. And I thought, gosh, we have to change this. And I was 26 years old. I'm five feet tall. I only, I'll only grow this way, not this way. And I'm like, I am little, you know, and I'm blonde. I'm like, people aren't going to take me seriously. And all that I was doing was all this negative self-talk. And I was like, nope, I'm going to be a rock star. And so I mastered scripts. I mastered objection handlers. I script practice five days a week. Like I took it really seriously because if I didn't have the sales behind me, I was going to have the skills behind me. Mm-hmm. And so I would door knock. And with my door knocking pieces, I did a 12, uh, 12 touch value campaign. So basically on one side of every flyer, it would be like, you know, the just solds in the area or an open house that I was hosting. But on the other side, it was something of value, like where to watch uh, or where to watch the fireworks for the 4th of July or the local pumpkin patch locations or Christmas tree lighting, something that could add value to their life. So if they didn't want to buy or sell or invest in real estate, they could still be like, oh, there's Rachel. She's not bugging me. Mm -hmm. So I had this house that I would door knock. I mean, I had this, I had a farm and my belief system is, I only started with 250 doors. I started small. I got made sure all of them knew who I was. And only then did I branch out. People are like, oh, I'm going to door knock. I'm going to door knock a thousand doors. No, right. you're not. Stop it. Um, so I knocked on this door and first they were nice. They're like, oh, thank you. We're not looking to sell. We're not interested. I'm like, okay, well, if you're you know interested in fireworks for the 4th of July with your family, this is on the other side. Like, okay, thanks. Next, next month, because I did it monthly, right? Each little area. I'm knocking and he, the gentleman opened the door again. He was like, 
thank you. We're not interested. We'll let you know. And I was like, okay. And then the third month I go by and he sees me and he yells out his screen window, not interested. Don't stop here. And I was like, okay. So the fourth month I wasn't going to stop because he clearly was like, get out of here. And I had notes and stuff that I would take. Um, and the fourth month I'm walking by and I kind of glance at his door, but I know I'm not going to go there. And he opens the door and he said, Hey, Rachel, I was like, hi, Jim. And he's like, do you want to come inside for a second? And I was like, I don't know. Like, are you going to murder me? <laughs> I don't know if I want to. So I go inside and he and his wife are sitting at the um, their kitchen island and they're having coffee. And he has my last two marketing pieces on his island. And I was like, what? I'm com- I thought you, I thought you hated me. Like what is, you know? And he said, no, no, no. We just don't want to buy or sell. A, we don't want to sell our house. We love where we live. However, one of my coworkers at work is interested in purchasing a house. And I told him that there's this girl who's always knocking on my door. And if you're working this hard to get the business, how hard are you going to work when you have the business? Mm-hmm. And I was like, boom, I was like, I am so good at this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was like, that was a little win, you know, but that's yeah. four months in. If yeah. I would have quit, I wouldn't have had that. And that was my first sale. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's the, you know, that is, that's a great example of when you see that little win, that was just that, that piece might've kept you going for the next. Yeah. 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 So, um, okay. So you're, you're in the business. You got to the point where first year you obviously had figured out, okay, I can do this and Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go out of business. I figured something out from that point. Um, you started building your team out yeah. and tell us, tell us a little bit, because I think that's a, a lot of people are at a, um, a stage where once they get past the, am I going to be able to survive or am I, I going to be one of the statistics? Then they start seeing, okay, I want to grow this. And a lot of people think I'm going to start growing this. The way yeah. to grow it is just start building this team. So can you tell us about what you learned in the process from you building it and how, like how, what you learned has made such a big difference going forward? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, one thing you have to be really careful of is, uh, listen to my learning lessons and then just don't do what I did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, I went to, um, when I, when I saved up enough money, I went to what's called mega camp. It's a big like real estate convention that Keller Williams puts on. And I remember sitting in the audience and there are all these mega agents on stage and they're selling, you know, 500 houses, a thousand houses. And I'm this, you know, brand new agent. And I remember thinking, what is the difference between them and me? Oh, they have a team. Okay, perfect. I'm going to go home. I'm going to ask all my friends to get their real estate license and come work for me, not work with me, work for me. Um, I had no standards for the team. I had no expectations for anybody. And I said, we're going to sell 200 houses this year. Uh, my whole team imploded. They, I lost my best friend at the time. Like it was a a huge learning lesson and I got to start back at square one. And I was like, do I even want to have a team? Like why have a team? So I literally took a piece of paper, like, and I drew a line down the middle and I said, okay, on one side, I'm going to say, this is what you can expect from me. And on the other side, I'm going to say, and this is what I expect from you. So I got really crystal clear about my standards. And one of the things that I'm a big believer in is that leaders lead by example. So I am not going to ask my team to do something that I hadn't done. So some of the standards on the Rachel Adams group is we door knock 200 doors a month. Mind you, I did that a week and yet it's standards, right? So we door knock 200 doors a month. We do three open houses a month. Uh, We, we uh, lead generate five days a week. Um, We report our numbers five days a week. If you want your leads turned on, we have team meetings every other week. Right. And so I started to set these standards for what 
I did to become, to go where I'm at. And then we have major accountability on the team. We do um, a powwow every Monday where everybody gets on the phone and they say something phenomenal that happened over their weekend. And then they say what their goal is for the upcoming week. Um, admin is on that line. As soon as we hang up, an email gets sent to the agents and it says, Hey guys, Rachel, you said you're gonna get two listing appointments this week. Mm. Patrick, you're going to have three buyer brokers signed this week. And then at the end of the week, it says, Hey everybody, here's what your goals are. How did you actually do? And so, you know, accountability is really big on our team. We have a team, um, a team text message chat through an app called Viber, which is through Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. And yesterday I'm, I'm at a listing appointment and I get a text message from the team with the whole team door knocking around the listing that I just took. And it's like, that just makes you feel like, okay, we are doing something right. And I will say the other biggest learning lesson in the team aspect, um, besides setting standards and having expectations is, um, with the team, making sure that it's not about you, it's about them. Because in the beginning, I was like, my face is on the sign. We're going to sell 200 houses, guys. I had no idea how many houses they wanted to sell. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what their goals were. And when the, when the real shift happened in my business and things really started to ramp up, I got to know every agent. And I was like, how many houses do you want to sell? How much money do you want to make? And then what will, do, what will that do for you and your family? And where do you want to go on vacation? And how many investment properties do you want? And, and then, you know, they set a goal. So when they're not meeting their goal, if they're not meeting their goal, I could just sit down with them and say, hey, bud, you said you wanted to sell this many houses and these are the activities you're doing and this is where you're at. Yeah. So are we adjusting your goal? Has your goal changed? Or like, what's going on here? Because I can't want this more than you do. Yep. You know? Yeah, that's a, that's a great, um, huge. Anybody that's managed people in the real estate business, you understand that you are going to automatically want it more for your people because you see more in them sometimes than they see in themselves. But if you're connecting um, or holding them to accountable to your goals, it's never going to work. So they have to be on board. Then you can go to them and say, listen, these are your goals. So you're going to either adjust your activities and your behaviors, or you're going to adjust the goal, which is it. And now, you know, it's, uh, you're going to get more results that way. So, um, so you've got the team start building that out. You mentioned when we had talked before, you had mentioned um, something I think is really, really important. You had a wake up call at one point and and you, um, you mentioned, uh, or gave the term, you had the perfect Facebook life. I think there's a lot yeah. of value in people understanding what's that mean? Like, how did, how did that come about? How did that wake up call come yeah. and, and turn you into who you are today? Yeah. And my wake up call, you mean on my floor crying and sobbing and realizing yeah. there's yeah. more? That one, the good one. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I, so I told you guys that in the very beginning I was married um, and I was married, um, to a, uh, it was a very challenging married. My ex-husband was, um, 80% disabled and 50% was PTSD from the Marine Corps. And so, um, I spent my days working really hard in real estate and I spent my, two years basically crying at night. So it was really challenging. And, um, I, I, when I, in the process of being in real estate and really figuring out what I wanted for my life. I, I wasn't able to move forward in my marriage, um, tried everything. And so when I got a divorce, um, I didn't tell anybody about it because I thought I needed to be this perfect, shiny real estate agent, perfect hair, perfect car, perfect life, perfect friends, perfect career. So I basically just like deleted that part of my life and didn't tell anybody. And I worked tirelessly for this perfect Facebook image. Um, you know, just killing it, crushing it, all the things. And 
what happened is I, at this point, so I'm three years into the business, I'd hit top 1000 agents. I'm starting to travel around the country and teach people, um, be on stages, talking about my, my career and stuff. And Keller Williams decided they were going to do this uh, commercial called Young and Killing It. So they flew three agents out, two gentlemen and myself to Texas, and um, they were going to shoot a commercial. So I um, got hair and makeup done, was wearing like tightest pair of spanks you can find. And um, I sat down with this woman named Nina Heller, and she's an international health and wellness coach. You know, she's coached from Matthew McConaughey, founders of Microsoft. She's a big deal. Um, and we're at the gym at Keller Williams and we're sitting down to interview and she's asking me about my career. And, you know, at this point in my life, I had my answers down. I'm like, well, I did this and I did this and I did this. And, uh, she's, she's talking to me and she goes, mm, mm-hmm. and how did that make you feel? And I'm like, feel, you know, bumps and bruises, but you do what you do. You keep moving, you know, high pitched right. voice, like awkward. <laughs> and then I'm like, ask me about door knocking again. And then <laughs> And then we keep talking and she's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And how did that make you feel? I'm like, what is going on? Like this, she's messing up my flow. Like what the heck? And then she um, takes my hand, looks at the camera crew and asks them to step outside. And I am so confused. Like, I don't know what's going on. Colors now drained from my face. <laughs> I feel like I'm in trouble. <laughs> and she looks at me and she says, you know, Rachel, have you ever heard the quote that your video isn't matching your audio? And I said, well, I've heard the quote, but I've never heard it in relation to me. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she said, um, I don't know if what you say you're doing, you're actually doing. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, you've seen my numbers. Like, this is my real estate. Like, what are you talking about? And she said, I'm not talking about real estate. She said, sweetie, what is really going on here? And it's like on this workout bench in Texas, hair and makeup done, I burst into tears. And I just told her, I said, you know what, Nina, I got a divorce and I've never dealt with it. And I put everybody else's needs in front of my own. I have no boundaries with my clients. I literally am burning the candle at both ends. I've gained 32 pounds. I put everybody else's needs in front of mine. And I don't even know what I'm doing anymore, but I know that I'm really tired. And God bless her for being brave enough to like, ask me that question. Right. Because who would do that? She's paid to interview me. And she was like, I see something deeper here. So we have this two hour conversation and the two things that kept coming up, the themes as she is two words, actually, it was authenticity and intention, authenticity and intention. What could my life look like? My life look like if I was truly being fully authentic with who I was, why I'm that person, where I want to go with my life. And then intention, being intentional about all my choices, all I'm doing, all I'm saying, um, and doing things for the right reason, not because I think other people want me to do it. And, uh, it's a two hour conversation. She sends me home. I'm not, she said she couldn't uh, put me on the commercial with integrity, which I still think is like the coolest thing she ever did. Uh, I didn't think that at the time. (laughs) So I went home, I cried for literally two days and, you know, at that point I had about 20,000 followers on social media and I realized that I have never been honest with them. They're seeing this perfect Facebook life and that's not really what is going on. And so I I decided that I would go on this like 90 day journey. I'm a goal oriented person. So I need like a start to stop day. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go on this 90 day journey of self-discovery and I'm going to remove my two biggest distractions, which at the time um, was dating and drinking. So for me, the drinking thing, it was like, I was, I would probably have like a glass of wine, like, you know, um, like three or four nights a week, happy hours, girlfriends, whatever. But 
I will tell you, like, I have really good intent about what I'm going to eat that day. But if we have a glass of wine, like we are going to have some cheesecake, like, right. you know, 32 pounds later. Yeah. Um, it wasn't then, what I was eating. It was just what <laughs> came with the drinks. Exactly. But then dating, like, I think that I was just um, trying to like numb myself a little bit. I hadn't dealt with my divorce and I just, I felt like I failed and I was the only one in my family who did it and big Jewish family. And I was just like, what am I going to do here? So I just was like distracting myself instead of dealing with the core problem. And the interesting thing is when you don't actually deal with the problem, it shows up in different ways. Mm. It really does. Like it, you know, it shows up in 32 pounds. It shows up in not sleeping well. It shows up in, you know, working from seven in the morning till 10 o'clock at night. It shows up in, you know, damaged personal relationships. And so, um, I just went on this self-discovery path and, uh, I really, and, and I also, I went on social media and I apologized to my, my friends and followers. And I just said, look, I want to be honest with you guys. Um, I have not been, and I, I have worked really hard to keep up this perfect image because I thought that's what you wanted. I thought you wanted me to be perfect, but I want to be honest with you. I got a divorce and I thought that if I told you that you wouldn't love me or you wouldn't think that I was a good real estate professional, mm -hmm. but I tried. And so I, I just poured my heart out. And the most beautiful thing was the amount of love and support that I received was so different. And the bottom line is that people work with people they like and they like you but they want to know who you are and they right. want to know what matters to you. And they want to know what makes you tick. And I didn't give them that opportunity. I thought that they would judge me and instead they loved me and it just, it changed my whole world. And you know, in that 90 day period, I started meditating and journaling and my business just skyrocketed. And I learned about time walking and the foundation of how important water is and like just all these different things. And, um, I found love for myself, which I didn't have, uh, and my whole voice on social media changed and I ended up writing a book about it. So then now I get to help other people find their purpose, eliminate their distractions and become the best version of themselves. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah. I get, you know, one of, answer. <laughs> yeah, well, one of the, it's, it's, it's not a short journey. So I think that that's, there's a, there's a ton of value in there. And yeah. the, what I'm hearing from you and talking um, with you is that you have really, you have really embraced authenticity, which if yeah. people don't get anything else from this, if they can understand that it is not binary, it's not you choose one or the other, you choose success in this facade that, that um, sometimes our industry creates for people, um, yeah. or you have to choose being authentic and then maybe you struggle. You actually have, have gone through that process and now you're sharing with them that, listen, they're not, yeah. you don't have to choose one or the other. You can, you can be authentic and still be highly successful. So, Absolutely. um, we're, we're getting close to having to wrap up. So let me, uh, I want two questions. One, yeah. the first one is you've gone on and done a lot of different stuff. What has the process that you went through early from, cause this is a call about agent to entrepreneur and you're clearly yeah. walking that path. So what's the biggest thing that you've learned from the agent side of the thing of the business that's allowed you to really truly become an entrepreneur? That's number one. And then number two, what would you, what's, what's the most important thing that you think you'd leave with somebody that's new in the business or maybe just not really perform at the way that they, at the level that they believe they can, what's the biggest piece of advice that you leave with them? Awesome questions. Um, so first one as an agent, I think the biggest thing is like I got into real estate originally so that I could help uh, that 20 something achieve the American dream, you know, give them the keys. I thought that was like mm -hmm. the most beautiful thing. And then I realized that as an entrepreneur, 
I'm only one person and I can only help, you know, one family at a time. I mean, we know what what you mean. You know what I mean with that? And so being able to start a team, I realized I could help hundreds of families, like the impact and the reach that I could make. Um, And then through social media, you know, you can talk to thousands of people with the click of a mouse, whereas before with the door knocking, you talk to one person. So I got into business, you know, originally to help that one person. And then through real estate, I've learned about multiple streams of income and time freedom. And the one thing everybody wants is more time. Mm -hmm. They want more time. And so sometimes you think, you know, you can look at me from the outside and be like, Oh my gosh, this girl has four companies. How the heck is she doing all this? But you know what? I have breakfast every morning with my husband. Like as soon as I'm off this call, we're going to go have breakfast together and he's going to have coffee made and we have our time at night. We have our connection time. You know, when a kid comes into the picture, like that's going to change things as well. And real estate, (laughs) I've heard, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, (laughs) It's going to be different for me, you know? Um, But you know, I just, I think that the beautiful thing about this business is it teaches you that you do not have to have your business run you. You truly can run your business. So whether it's one business or four businesses, you have the flexibility and the freedom to do it, but you've got to be consistent. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's so to transition to the second part of the question, the one thing that every agent needs in their life is consistency. Because I think that you, a lot of times people are like, I'm going to be super successful. I'm going to be an awesome agent. Oh, I watched Rachel's YouTube video about door knocking. Oh, we got so much tips from her YouTube. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to door knock and you'll door knock for two months and then send me a upset message that it didn't work. Yep. Consistency is key in this consistency with circle prospecting. If you're dialing consistency with door knocking, consistency with social media, with scripts, like you can't give up before you get there. And the one, one of like my favorite things I've ever heard was from one of my mentors and I was struggling with, um, a goal of mine and she sat me down and she said, Rachel, sometimes you just need to borrow my belief, borrow my belief in you. And so that's something that I say to my real estate agents on my team, if they're struggling and I see the potential in them more than they do, sometimes I'm like, borrow my belief, Mm. you got this. But you have, you do have to believe it, you know, and there's so much negativity on the world and there's so much on social media where you can judge your insides, like who you actually are as a person by someone else's outside. And you have to remember, they might not have had this big aha moment that I had where I'm like, oh, I need to be authentic with my people. Mm -hmm. So they're keeping up this perfect facade and you're like, their marriage is better than mine. They're in better shape than I am. And you know what? It's a good camera angle. And they were in a fight five minutes before they took that photo. Like, you know, and yet you judge yourself. So I think it's just really important in this process, in this growth process to remember to like grant yourself a little bit of grace and be consistent with your goals and stay intentional. Awesome. That's a great, great wrap up. So, um, for those that are listening that may want more information um, on you or kind of your journey and stuff like that, what's the best way to get a hold of you? So if you go to uh, www.racheladamslee.com, that kind of has like all the goods for me that has um, my YouTube channel, which is jamming tons of free coaching for you guys. It's YouTube slash Rachel Adams Lee. Um, It has my Facebook. It has my Instagram. Facebook and Instagram are the fastest ways to get a hold of me if you want to shoot me a private message. Um, and then, you know, if you're interested in the shampoo company, you can reach out to me about that. I've got videos on YouTube about that, the book, wherever you want it. That's probably the best way is if you just go to racheladamsley.com, there's links for, for all the kids. 
Awesome. Great. Well, thank you again for being on. And um, thank you for having me. Yeah, had, had great information. I look forward to, uh, to getting this out to everybody. And yeah. again, um, if anybody needs to get a hold of myself or Greg, my partner, um, then Facebook messaging um, has become the, the quickest way. So um, <laughs> thanks again, Rachel, and I hope to talk to you soon. Thanks so much.